So who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite person at work? No, I'm just messing. <laughs> um, so you back to stunt doubles. Yeah. You had a very good role in a famous show on yeah. FX. Yeah. I, I should have repositioned the camera because I didn't know you were going to be leaning this much, but go ahead oh, and okay. give, give the people a really good view of that mug right there. Guess who I was. <laughs> so you were Opie's stunt double. Yeah. And basically every time he was riding, yes. it had to be you because it, it was in his contract. Well, uh, state of California don't allow um, you to be on a motorcycle without a license. Okay. And so I did have a motorcycle license at the time. Gotcha. Okay. And we're the same build, height, everything. Yeah. And they're like, can you ride? And I was like, yeah. So that's, and they're like, we need these two scenes. So I was in it for two scenes. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Yeah. But it was, that's also why you'll see him with long sleeves because I'm fully tatted. He's Mm -hmm. not. Yeah, I gotcha. But otherwise, I mean, we both had long hair, beards. Yeah. Look identical. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, I mean when it's when it's a, you know, a cutaway or certain angles there. Yeah, that's why they don't if you watch, it was never really straight on. It was always from the right or the left or from a back angle or something. Well, especially because you were like, I'm on Sons of Anarchy. Exactly. <laughs> I was smiling. I was like, hell yeah, look at me go. <laughs> But, but then he went and got his motorcycle, motorcycle license. Oh, he did end up getting Yeah. Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> and then they uh, used uh, someone else um, to do his actual stunt riding when he had to do high-speed chases and stuff like that. Gotcha. That someone that had more experience in that than I did. Yeah, well, I would hope. I mean, you probably had your hand up, you savage, but <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I can I can loosen the shoulder up another two times. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Oh, oh. dude. Um, yeah, you were talking about that you have been told that you should do a podcast. Yes. And that, you know, you're like, well, I could reach out to like a lot of the people that I met during your journey, um, you know, in, in the biz, in the, the, the businesses and the careers that you've led. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely do it. I'm thinking about it now. I mean, yeah. This is fun. It is fun, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. fun. You just got to stay in front of the mic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the hardest part because you, yeah. get, you get like relaxed and you're like rolling around and then it's like, hey. Yeah. yeah. You should do it. Uh, one thing that you were very passionate about because we were talking about this a few weeks ago was um, you've done a lot of work with uh, military. Correct. Like, training, training them and whatnot. And yeah. you've wanted to bring awareness. Um to um you know depression depression, pts and um just all the battles you know they Correct. sign up to fight for our country and then when they come back we're not doing the best that we could by them we're not doing right by them correct correct and we've got that um society thing to where we play uh, pay homage to like the kardashians and stuff like this that don't even relate to us mm-hmm they don't even do anything for us. And then we got guys that go and get themselves blown up for us. Yeah. Without hesitation. And it's like, come on. If you guys will pay money to buy their clothing and all this other horse shit, but yet you're not willing to help a veteran. 
out, then we really need to rethink and relook at society. Well, our society praises the American dream and technically the Kardashians came into wealth and fame, which is what everybody hopes for. That's the American dream, right? Yeah. The measure of a society isn't how rich, how wealthy the richest people are. No, no. It's, it's how are we treating the poor and especially the people that sacrificed, you know, yeah. a lot yeah. for the country. And, you know, and it's just not the ones that are blown up yeah. and coming back. Mm-hmm. It's the one everyday life mm-hmm. ones, too, that come back normal, that have all their appendages. They have everything. They've never been burned. Mm-hmm. But they still have the mental scars. Yeah, which cut deeper, I think, than than the physical. Oh yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, there's still there's still mental scars when when you're physically, you know, exactly. You know that happens to you. But you know, when you see some just the tr- the not the true side of of human, but what what we're capable of, and and how how s- savage we can become. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're pushed to those limits, like anybody, like that's one of my thing about like, um, when people use, you know, Nazis as like the greatest, like insult, like, Oh, that person's a Nazi, you know, for you to think that it's not possible for you to be pushed to be, to become somebody serving under mm-hmm. Hitler. Like it's all possible for us to do that. Oh. Given the right circumstances, you could be pushed and men did to become, to, to be somebody that falls in line, especially if you got a family. I, I don't know who it was, but there's a, there's a saying out there. It's like, give a man a, a wife and a fa- and, and kids and you can control him because yeah. at that point you can, well, that that's their hostages. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't realize a lot of the Nazi soldiers were forced to fight. Yeah. They well, were volunteering to do it. It's, it's, it's death. And when you're confronted with death, I mean, a lot of people aren't, and they're going to, well, I'll choose to, to live a matter. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, then, then you start dressing it up. I'm just following orders. Maybe these people are vile. Maybe they are scum and and this needs to be cleansed or whatever they're thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but my whole thing is like to, to just label them as monsters and like, oh, I can never become that. Like that's dangerous. Like, because you could easily become that. Like you, that can happen to just about anybody. Yeah. You know, and it also, it's just not the military people I'm talking about that have PSD. It's also our um, civic servants, mm-hmm. you know, police officers, fire, um, EMT, paramedics, even ER personnel, hazmat nurses. Exactly, everything. they all are having these issues. People that work in in homes, re- re- whether it's retirement homes or mental facility homes, exactly. or just assisted living homes. Like you're dealing with the extremes of of you know people in in like worst case scenario. You know, yeah. so there's there's stress that you can come under that it's not easy to deal with, and not a lot of people search for. Um, you know, help. Yeah. And that's why, um, you don't hear it on the news or anything like that, but almost every day a firefighter in the world commits suicide because of the stress they're under. Yeah. 
Well, I was I was studying to become a firefighter, and my whole thing I was like, oh, dude, I'm gonna be like saving like these these hot girls at the mall, this and that. And then it's like I was volunteering, and you're just like, yo, it's a <laughs> it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game, man. And you got you got those the lonely people that call nine one one and just need help uh, or help. They just want somebody to visit them. Yeah. And it's like you're doing you're you're doing a big community service as as a firefighter. Exactly. What I what I experienced and again like especially with cops but like you just you you see your interactions with the public when you're on duty is usually at the worst like moment in their exactly. in, in their lives for sure at least that month or that year you know yeah you it seems a lot of people don't understand that or they only see it in the news when a um, c- civil servant is done wrong or they're under investigation for doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't see them. You know, I see all these articles on Facebook where a police officer will visit a low-income family mm-hmm. and bring them, you know, meals or play soccer with them, play basketball with them, yeah. or even break out and dance with break them. Break dance. I saw that break dancing one. That was cool. Exactly. You don't see that on the news. Mm-hmm. And so that's why all these civil servants have a negative outlook on uh on them they're yeah. tagged with the stigma of they're no good yeah they're all bad well because it's promoted and like people talk about that um like social media like like apps and stuff like it's it's evil or it's engineered to like keep us hating each other and it, it is but it isn't it's, it's not willingly or forcefully engineered to be that way they just set up an algorithm to just say hey let's keep these people coming back and hook mm. to your tablet your phone your computer and what gets people more into something or riled up, but then getting angry. So that's why the news, yeah. you want to tune in because oh, what I got to worry about, what, what, what messed up thing happened this day? Like, like I need to, I need to know these things on what to be prepared for. So it's, it's the fear and, um, Oh, I can't believe this person said this, or this person believes that. So it's that, that's what keeps people coming oh, back. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that it's like, Hey, let's push this negative stuff. It's, Hey, let's figure out a way. Um, we'll set up the algorithm to kind of keep people coming back yeah. to the app and whatnot. And, I mean, you're, you have a good experience at Panda Express. Yeah. Cool. I got my stuff. That's how I should go, right? You have a negative experience. Everybody's going to know about it. Correct. You're going to go online. You're going to go to Yelp. You know, you're going to do Google reviews. You're going to video everything. Yeah. It's, it's just, that is naturally what happens. The negative aspect gets blown up and the positive, well, I mean, that's how it should have gone. So cool. You know, yeah, that's that what they expect it to yeah. go. But as soon as a, a negative happens, it's like, oh, check this out. This is all police are bad now. Mm-hmm. Or did you hear about the firefighter that stole all that guy's weed? That or you know, it's like no, that that's a rare occasion. It's a rare occasion, um, and it's it's a person that made a, a poor decision in that moment, and people forget that. Yes. And there's no, in this day and age, there's nothing you can do or say when you mess up publicly like that Oh yeah. for people to forgive you. It's, it's, they want your head and it's the modern day, you know, mob. Yeah. The trolls out there. It's the modern day. Let's show up to a lynching. Let's all go out to the park and, you know, not to the park, but to the, the city square, so, the town yeah. square. And you got three people that are going to, you know, that was entertainment. 
Yeah. So people talk about how violent like TV shows and whatnot. I was like, no, you. Li- we would literally show up to watch gladiators, to watch, to watch a shootout. Like people literally died. Well, in like the Middle East, they still have the stoning. Oh my god, a that, public stoning and throwing gay people it's, off of rooftops. Yeah, it's it's so. I mean, atheists, journalists are getting you know murdered left and right. Mm-hmm. Like just oppo- opposing views. And, and that's the problem when what you believe, it's, it's hard to put this, put this in, in the right context, but like one of my, my most recent podcasts was, um, he was a chap, he's a, he is a chaplain at the children's hospital. Um, but he was, um, you know, he went to college and found God when it's usually the other way around. <laughs> he was so messed up beforehand, but, um, he, he thought that when he became Christian and he accepted Jesus, that he had to be a Republican. He's like, well, I just think that like, that's what it is, right? Like I'm Christian now and I vote Republican. I'm conservative here. I'm, I'm this and I'm that because people get attached to those ideologies. And yes. it's like, if I find out that, you know, somebody is, you know, pro-life or pro-choice, well then I can really see where you're going to fall in line on, on everything else. Yeah. And, and then people get attached to that. So if you disagree with that, if, if you say it's like, oh, you're, you're pro-life, well, I, I'm pro-choice. I think this, and then it's like, why, why are you why do you hate me and it's like no i don't hate you or disagree with you per se yeah that's when but, the walls and barriers come yeah, up they just come up and they get you get defensive instead of trying to understand that's that's the thing we, we lack is trying to understand yeah because so many people are and i hear it all the time is i don't like people I, people irritate <laughs> me so that's why uh shop online that's like <laughs> we'll go and interact with people and figure out what what their personalities are. Find out what's going on. You never know who your next best friend's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, get out there, meet people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's bringing the society down. Yeah. We're as, 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 as connected as these phones allow us to be, they disconnect us from the people right next to us. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I maybe talked to like three of our neighbors, you know, three of you know, the neighbors on our block and it's not that often. Like oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I've lived there for five years. <laughs> it's, it's the unfortunate thing, which is, um, I've been meaning to read, um, is it Carl? No, younger, younger. I know it's younger. I don't know his first name, but he has a book. He was a war. He is, was a wartime journalist, but he talks about, um, about how people just need to experience adversity and, um, like low income and poor neighborhoods, like they're more cohesive yeah. and, and more connected because they have to rely on each other a lot more than affluent neighborhoods. Like I'm like Google, like the statistics suicide rate for affluent um, neighborhoods, like, you know, well off suburb families, which that's what most people hope for. Right. Right. Let me get into the burbs, have a, you know, well-paying job, white picket fans, nice family. And dude, they're abusing, you know, prescription drugs like no other demographic exactly and the suicide rate is just huge because they're all secluded yeah especially amongst teenagers in that them families mm-hmm. because that's when they're like oh they don't like me in high school they they bully me all this stuff and then it follows them because everybody has a social media account exactly they can't get away from it you can't and so it's just like well, we need to change society then. Yeah. The outlook. 
we have to come from a from a point of trying to understand mm-hmm. the other person and realize that I don't know, man. Realize that you know nobody, for the most part, is really against you as an individual. Like you can line up a room with twenty different ideologies, and you search for something that you have in common instead of trying to pick out like why should I not like you? Exactly. Hmm, where oh there it is. Yeah, I well, don't like you. Well, that's like what they say with um, like when they did a. Uh, research with a nursery Mm. Uh, and they put all different races of babies in this uh, nursery play area and they found that everyone got along just fine they weren't singling each other out they weren't you know they were being they didn't see skin color Mm -hmm. they didn't see um, their uh, um Religion. They didn't see their what, <clears throat> how they vote. Mm-hmm. They just seen each other as humans. Yeah, yeah. You got two eyes, a mouth, a nose, two arms, two legs. Like, exactly. what's up, buddy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, you know. That's that's how society needs to go back to. Mm-hmm. Let's get forget about all this other shit. Yeah. It, well, not forget it in the sense of like you lose like your culture. No, no. Yeah, I know that's not what you're getting at, but I don't want people to think that yeah. that's what it is. Because um, I think you should definitely be proud of of your heritage and your culture. Oh hell yeah! But, but respect, still, honor yeah, each other's. Yeah, for sure, exactly. Because you shouldn't you shouldn't lose you shouldn't don't lose your culture where it becomes watered down. Because the u.s can have a tendency of of doing that because we we assimilate you know to to fit in Mm because you're going to do that with any culture i mean we i I moved to russia i'm going to assimilate to a lot of their traditions exactly uh, how they act you know you got to fit in to an extent but then i can i can use that opportunity to also to you know teach them about the u.s arizona mexico like this is this is what where i'm from you know like here's a little bit of me Mm-hmm. And hopefully they can appreciate it. And I think most people, most people would, I, I actually had a customer, um, and, and she had, she had an accent an obvious, like Eastern European Russian accent. And I go, I go, Oh yeah. Um, where are you from? And she goes, uh, kind of stuttered a little bit, like hesitating. She's like, Oh, uh, Los Angeles. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna ask her again in a little <laughs> bit. Right. So I, yeah, I got her a little bit more comfortable with me. And then, um, and then I asked her, I was like, I, was like, I know you say you're from L.A., but like, where, like, where are you from? And she kind of like hesitated. She's like, Russia. And I can just imagine that maybe she, she feels like she'll get a little bit of hate because Russia is so negative in the news right now. But I was like, why? Why am I going to have this, you know, idea on you because of something you have no involvement in? You know, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not affecting me right now. Maybe that's me being naive. No, you should not like them because of this. But no, like she was another person and we shared a common interest. She was there to purchase a musical instrument. Mm-hmm. I'm there to sell a musical instrument. I love music. You have, a, a, I don't know if it's an affinity. She was a beginner, but I'm like, hey, welcome. How can I help you? I'm very interested to know, you know, about culture like anytime somebody has an accent i try to like guess it like there's there's this lady came in and she had uh she had a southern accent um not southern no no no, not that like more south more south oh think about eastern hemisphere south okay so i was like okay that's either australian south african i don't think it's south african 
that sounds like Mark Hunt from the UFC. <laughs> and so I go, um, I said, uh, so are you a Kiwi? And yeah. she goes, oh, yes. Like she was like just stoked. She's like, nobody ever guesses that. And I'm like, I, I, I try, I, I love geography. So I try to like, you know, pinpoint it. Yeah. And she was so stoked. And I was like, cool. Like, you know, what brought you here? What, you know, what's this? Like, tell me a little bit about your story. Um, which again, why brings us here, yeah. you know, why you're sitting here. Cause I'm, I'm very curious about you. And, um, but I, I try to make everybody as comfortable as possible, which is why I'm mobile. Like I was telling yeah, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. I like to go to where you're going to be comfortable because I think that creates a better uh, interaction between exactly. us. And I, I don't care where I'm at. I'm yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> Again, you're a savage, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that with the utmost respect. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I take it no other way than yeah. You know, it's just a. I'm. I may not like what you are about, but I'm not going to disrespect you. Yeah. For who you are. Mm -hmm. I want to find out what's going on. Why, why do you think these ways, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, um, going back to with the Nazis, they did a, um, I think it was a French reporter was talking to a company of Nazi soldiers back during the war. And he was asking them why they were there and stuff. And they were like, and what they did um, before they were involved in the war. A lot of them were farmers. Yeah. There were some bankers and shop owners and stuff like that. And, and he got to know them on that level. And he, they, both walls were coming down then because they could relate. They could talk to each other like humans. You know, they're not enemies anymore. And that's what uh, I really like about what's going on in the world right now. Yes, there's a lot of wars, but I think it's because we're f trying to figure out how we can help each other. Mm -hmm. Where are our boundaries with each other? I think there's not very many um, religious wars anymore, for say, except for the Middle East, you know, with, but whenever the U.S. gets involved, it's never about religion. And that's because we're just trying to help one society uh, get free from another society. And so that's, you know, that's, I think that we're on the right track. A lot of people are frowning about, uh, about our military actions mm -hmm. and stuff, but I think it's, we're doing more good than harm. Well, you, t you talk to the people again, the, the foot soldiers mm -hmm. and you know, they, they have their idea on why they're there, Yeah, you know? you talk to the people maybe at the top making more strategic moves and you know, their, their reasoning is going to be a little bit different. Exactly. U ultimately I think everybody serving is there to do what they feel is, is the right thing. Yes. Um, and that's, that's all you can hope for is that people are, are, are their actions are being, um, promoted from the right place. Yeah. Because it's at the end of the day, it's all intention. Like, yeah, no ill will, no malice. Yeah, you you always have to take into, um, like, what did that person intend mm -hmm. by sharing this information with me or their actions? And if you could try to understand that, you might even realize that they didn't even realize themselves mm -hmm. how they were behaving or why they made a certain decision. It's, again, all these other life factors that go yep. into that. 
Yeah, and I think like like you were saying, like I don't I don't I don't really care how you know what you believe, as long as it's like it's not you're not being an asshole about it. I guess like in the sense of like like a, like a true racist, you know, yeah. like just somebody that's just. There's no, there's no connecting to them. You know, there are those handful of people out there. Oh yeah. Um, but I think it just comes down to them uh, taking the time to interact with yes. who they are trying to vilify, mm-hmm. and then just realize, God damn it, we're the same. Yeah, we're the same. We still bleed red. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no matter what else it is, we still bleed red. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, what race, uh, demographic, whatever, uh, your political views, it all comes down to, we still all bleed red. Yeah. And we need to take care of each other. Yeah. And we also have lo- loved ones that we care for. And when you start to relate that way, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, um, immortal technique, if you've ever heard of him. He's a very um, thought-provoking, I would say, and sometimes like really brutal um, lyricist rapper. Yeah. But he he has a song um, where he has a lyric where it says like um, some people tell they, some people tell me that the rebels in Iraq still fight for Saddam, but I'll tell you that's bullshit and why it's totally wrong. Because if another country invaded the hood tonight, like it'd be war and it wouldn't be fighting at the time Bush was president. And he said, I wouldn't be fighting for Bush. I'd be fighting for the people next to me. Yeah, exactly. So like when you break it down that way, Mm -hmm. that you have to see that from the opposite view. If we're in their country and this is going down, like they're also fighting for the people next to them, the family and the sisters. Yeah. They don't understand what's going on. Yeah. There's, there's bigger, there's bigger political moves there. And unfortunately too many innocents get caught in the crossfire. Exactly. And like with Iraq, you know, when we, um, after nine 11, we invaded and all this stuff. Well, these Iraq doesn't have an internet <laughs> like we do. Yeah. Not on our level at all. And I mean, so, and back then, yeah. Shit. And so they didn't know what's going on. They didn't have news stations like we do mm-hmm. they didn't know what happened to our towers and all of a sudden they're seeing all these tanks all these airplanes flying overhead shooting down other airplanes yeah they're like what's going on they're just thinking we're in- invading them yeah and yeah we were mm-hmm. they didn't know. saddam didn't say hey guess what we're doing yeah <laughs> and bin laden didn't say hey guys in the we're going to go do this. So be prepared. Yeah. No big broadcast. They don't all have smart watches where it's like, what, what's going on? Oh, okay. Exactly. And so when it, when we did invade a lot, like you were saying, they're like, what's going on? Well, we need to fight these invaders. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And so they were just acting like humans. Yeah. They were protection, protecting their families, protecting their neighbor. You and I would be doing the same thing if uh, Mexico or Canada invaded. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. if Russia came over and just start, all of a sudden started landing on our airstrips with, and 20 million tanks came out. Yeah. We'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, if, if we're not standing there on the front lines when they first come in and we're throwing the first stone, we don't know what's going on. No. 
we would react. Yeah, you would. You would react. It's like I picture just you know somebody like, you know, a few people running in like the supermarket at Walmart or something. A few people running. It's like, well, what's going on here? Oh shit. Okay. Well, I got to start running, right? And so you, a, you just fall in line because that's that's going to be natural. You're going to need to move with the group to, the to survive. Mentality. Yeah. Yeah. The cattle mentality. Yeah. You just go with the herd. Yeah, because you're. I guess statistically, I mean, you're going to be better off. Protection. When you follow, yeah. There's strength in numbers, security, exactly. all that. Yeah. So that's what happened. And that's, and then, you know, after, you know, like probably about two years after we had boots on the ground is when all the smaller tribes in Iraq figured out what was going on. Because mm-hmm. we explained to them what was going on. And then yeah. they became our allies. That first... They didn't trust us. I don't blame them. Yeah, for sure. You know, and all the uh, military leaders say the same thing. They didn't know what was going on. They were just going by what, you know, save my community. Yeah, look to your left, look to your right. right. What's that guy doing? Yeah. Fall in line, man. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> that's good, man. It's, that's good. It got a little deep there. Um so you're from South Dakota, right? Yeah. Um, you grew up um, attending Sturgis? Yeah, Sturgis Motorcycle Ride. Which is why you had a license. Yeah. Um, was that wild? Like, well, oh, how yeah. old were you when you first went to a Sturgis rally? Oh, geez. Probably at like five years old. Damn, so you saw your first titty at five, huh? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, this was back in the 80s when it was at the wildest. Yeah, right. That would, that would have been. Because when was that big shootout in Texas? Biker gangs. I know that's not necessarily related, um, but was that like early was 90s? It in, was it in Texas or was it? Are you talking about the one that happened up in Laughlin, Nevada? Might have been that one. And that was in about 99? Laughlin, huh? Damn. Yeah. There was a big one out in the casinos up there because it was during their Laughlin run. It's sort of like a um, motorcycle rally. Yeah. Okay. It's a mini one. Yeah. So, yeah. That was. I don't remember about that one. I I know my parents ended up going to Laughlin every summer. I want to say so. I would have going. I want to say I started in like ninety. 97, 99, right in that at range, but I never heard about that one specifically. I don't know. My parents would have gone if they did. <laughs> was it at the Colorado Bell? That's where we stayed. I, I think it might have been. It might have been. It sounds like the Colorado Bell would have been one to pop off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you, there was a um, motorcycle uh, club that uh, got in it with the local um, law enforcement out in Texas. Yeah, that was more recent, right? That was... Um, like five years ago? I think it was like 2008, 2010, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. And and see, Sturgis, uh, it's it's only place that all gangs have, or motorcycle clubs, sorry, is got a neutral truce. That's cool. So no one can claim it. Okay. Because everyone goes there to have fun. Kind of like the moon or uh, Antarctica. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It's on the same levels. Yeah. 
That's good, man. Yeah, it should it should just be like a good old. Is that that's the first Burning Man? That was Burning yes. Man before Burning Man was Burning Man. Right? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, especially at like Buffalo Chip uh, Campground and you know the, some of the big ones out there like yeah. that. You know, it's it's a free for all, no man's land kind yeah. of. Yeah, that had to. So you you did you go every year? Pretty much, yeah. So that had to have a big influence on your young mind and molded you in a way, seeing how... Correct. But also it showed me that um, not all bikers were assholes. Yeah, and for sure. Which, you know, there were some great guys. I mean, they looked rough and tumble and, you know, brah. It's burly. a family unit. At the end of the day, it's a family unit. They're relying on each other. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you don't disrespect them we're they back would, to respect dude. It's exactly it, what it is. they would they'll sit down and talk to you mm -hmm. i don't know how many times i would just say hey what's going on or you know what not they would just sit and talk to me like a human because mm -hmm. i respected them i treated them like a human mm -hmm. and that's it was great you know to see that's their good. perspective on things yeah that's so good that and and the you know, people are just usually open to, to have a conversation. We just have it in our minds that, you know, people don't, the people, I get Sometimes you're like, I just want to get in and get out. Like, I don't want to interact, right? Or whatnot. But like, I picture myself all the time at the grocery store, like, you know, making eye contact with people and smiling whenever I can, you know? Because it's just like, I just feel weird, like walking in there and just like, like avoiding. Being like this. a robot. Yeah, man. I just, try to like, hi. Hello. Like, and I freak some people out sometimes where I'm like, hello, good morning. Like, oh yeah. I, I get up there and the, and the cashier is having a conversation with the person in front of me. And then I get up there and he's all, right. and I'm like, dude, I love to talk. Like, I, like the other person wasn't having it. Like he's over here, like trying to like make a joke or something. Oh, yeah. And that person isn't having it, but he felt like he could relate to that person when in actuality, he could have talked to me about anything and I would have entertained it. Oh, I get that all the time because of my looks at, are yeah. intimidating yeah you know i'm six three two fifty mm -hmm. you know tattooed long hair big beard and no one wants to talk to me but yet i'm one of the nicest guys you'll ever find for sure i i, I feel i mean i'm not i'm not as big as you i'm getting there <laughs> <laughs> well but, stay uh, with me and you will yeah <laughs> perfect um but yeah i'm just like you know we could have like i love throwing people off like I'm sure you do too, where it's like, oh, I didn't expect that. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. expect to have a conversation like that or, or this interaction. Like I love throwing people off. Oh yeah. You know, they, they you know, visually they're just like, oh, I kind of got this guy figured out. Okay, cool. It's like, no, you don't. Well, it's like at work, you know, they, um, whenever we get talking about, you know, about any subject and they're like, Oh, here comes the human Google, and they're talking to me because I, <laughs> I can be like, yeah, we, you know, this happened, or you know, whatever. I can talk about. You got it. the experience, man. You've moved around. You've you've been in many different careers, and you that's that's experience and wisdom. Yeah, you know, and it, it's I love it because I can converse with anyone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can carry on a conversation, and it doesn't have to be about stuff I know. Mm -hmm. It could be stuff I want to learn about. Not, yeah, not only that, but it's like seeing people light up talking about what they love. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's that's what's in, in, intoxicating. This you know? passion. Yeah, is is like let me find out what this person is. And like when I meet somebody, like I try not to ask like what do you do, or if I do ask what do you do, they're like oh I um you know I work here. I'm like, no 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 no, I, I get that. That's cool. All right, 
but what do you like to do? What, when you're not getting paid to do it, like what's a, what's a passion of yours or what's an interest, like a serious interest. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, and then just watch them go. You know, that's, you know, how I approach when people are seem depressed or they don't like their job. It's like, well, what, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I want to start my own business. Okay. What's your passion? Well, you know, it probably won't make me money. It's like any and every passion will make you a dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have to find the right market for it. Yeah. I mean, you, you just have to put the time and effort, sweat equity into it. Yeah. And it will make a living for you. And, and I mean, is working in what you love and maybe making 30,000 a year versus working somewhere you don't making 80,000, like what? And you're you're just hating it. Yeah. You're miserable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. We'd rather go sit at a desk eight hours a day for my life. And you're still working paycheck to paycheck. You just got maybe a little bit of a nicer house, a little bit of a nicer car. And what? <laughs> but you hey, you're not talking to your neighbors. Ain't nobody coming over. Exactly. <laughs> you're miserable. Yeah. And you're like, that's when I tell them, well, well, let's get you into your happiness. Mm-hmm. Let's find your happiness. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. And that's when I, when I was a business consultant, that's what I mainly did was, well, what makes you happy? Well, you know, I, it just won't make me money. That's <laughs> like, how do you know that? Have you tried? No, I just, I just don't think it'll make me money. I was like, well, look at all the people on Etsy. Yeah. Look at all the people on Pinterest. They're making some good money. Mm-hmm. I go, I don't care if it's making doilies. Make them, sell them, and you'd be surprised how many people like handcrafted materials yeah, for sure and go to the uh bazaars go to the arts and craft places mm-hmm. and sell them yeah people will buy them and that's when you're going to be like it's going to be slow start mm-hmm. don't expect to make a million dollars the first year no don't expect to make money the first three years <laughs> exactly but your happiness mm-hmm. that's where you can put value into it yeah is finding your happiness I mean, just like you, you love doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, you're not, probably not making anything off of it. I don't know. <laughs> but it brings a smile to your face. It does. And I love to hear people are like, oh, I found that guest really interesting or I learned this. And at the end of the day, I'm learning from you. So it's only going to help to improve me anyways. It enriches your life. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was consulting with uh, one of my clients. He was like, he was a tattoo artist. He wasn't sure if he wanted to go on his own. He mm-hmm. wanted, I was like, why not make that all that money yourself instead mm-hmm. of paying, only getting a percentage of that? I was like, you're charging a hundred bucks an hour. You're only getting 30 of it. That's $70 of your hard earned time going to the owner of this shop. Yeah. Instead of lining your pockets. I go, are you happy here? Well, it gets He's known, so he gets me clients. It's stability. It's that yeah. stability. Yeah. That's like, don't you think that your clients that you've built up over the years will follow you? Well, yeah. 
Okay, then. There you go. And not only that, but just a well-written email or preferably email a little bit more professional to your past clients. Hey, I'm going out on my own. Mm-hmm. I appreciated you guys coming and visiting me here. It would mean the world to me if you would continue to seek my artwork and if you could do me the ultimate favor of pro- helping to promote me to, you know, friends and family. Exactly. That goes that that can go a long way where it's like I want to support this person. Exactly. And a lot of times you uh, the public will do go to them regardless. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, you're let's go and help him out. Mm-hmm. Let's you know bring in some friends that want to get tattooed." And after we did that, and I got him squared away, he was making more money and working less. Yeah, I didn't work in less because he he was taking home a hundred percent or damn near a hundred percent versus what he was before. Exactly. Yeah. So he wasn't working as hard. He had better family life. His wife thanked me. Yeah. Because he was, instead of working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week, mm-hmm. he was working 30. He was take, going to the kids' soccer games. Oh. He was doing the family things. That's awesome. Because he was able to. He could set up his own schedule. Mm-hmm. He wasn't having to, okay, I'm... I only can work X amount of days and hours because that's what my boss told me to. And it goes for any office job and you go with your passion. Mm-hmm. Same thing. If your passion is to work in an office job, Hey, power to you. Yeah. But try and do it on your own. You know, it, especially with these tech markets. Yeah. It's like, okay. They run out every 16 months, a new big company forms. Yeah, seriously. And so, because they only have a three month or a three year projection. Most businesses can project five and seven years. 18 to three, 18 months to three years is what the projection of a tech company is. Wow. And so you might have the next best, a great thing for the tech industry. Mm hmm. And so your boss will become your employee next. <laughs> I've seen it many of times. Yeah. That's badass. You know, it's like you never know until you go out and try. Mm-hmm. Put your product out in the market. And like, like I tell everyone, let the universe run your life. Don't mm-hmm. try to run the universe. Yeah. And just go with it and see what you can do with it. Yeah. Money's great. But in the long run, you can't take it with you. You can't. But you could take your happiness and knowing yeah. that you tried. Yeah, money doesn't make it more comfortable or more happy. It makes you more comfortable, mm-hmm. but you still have to find that happiness. Correct. Again, we, we you know back to the affluent neighborhoods. You know. Yeah. They got they got the funds, but they're lacking. Yeah, they're in el corazón. <laughs> I don't know what you just said, but hey, <laughs> the heart. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, it's you know just that sense of um, happiness. Oh my God! Yeah, I have that, that's an idea for a shirt, which I, I hope when I when I get it into production, you'll wear because I think it's great for um, for people in the gym. All right, and it, and it and it it has to do with what we're talking about here. Oh, good. And depression, which why, why I think a lot of the people are depressed. Um, so it, it's 
I'll show I, it to oh, you. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you off air. I don't want anybody to jump on it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it. Yeah. No, um, go for it. Yeah, it's just, a, you know, find your happiness mm-hmm. in life. Don't yeah. let someone else rain on your parade. And don't, don't let anybody else tell you what you should be happy about. Exactly. You know, we're, 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 we're busy focusing on, like, what would other people, you know, want to see me or want to do this or, you know. Keeping what up with the Joneses. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. Exactly. And instead of worrying about ourselves, yeah, taking care of our neighbor, mm-hmm. taking care of our community, that's the big thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's all we have. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, like you said, we need to get back to, you know, we need to get back to that. You know, I miss, you know, even being in this nice, uh, apartment complex. Yeah. It's very nice. It, it, there's no sense of community here. And I remember growing up in Rapid City, South Dakota, it's a small town. It's only Mm -hmm. 60,000 people. Mm -hmm. But our little neighborhood, every summer, would have a neighborhood picnic. Mm -hmm. We'd shut the street down. Everyone would just have fun. It was great. I don't see that anymore. Yeah. I think they've done it at my neighborhood like a couple times, and I haven't even gone. I've usually been at work, but it's still... um, that's something that we, we, we need to... Maybe you take it up, man. Come on. You do I, it. I just might. Yeah, yeah, right? Start posting stuff. You'll be hosting a little burpee <laughs> session or something. There we go. There <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, just getting the community wealth and health back. Yeah. I mean, it's not always about money. Mm-hmm. It's that sense of pride, I think. Yeah, take pride in your community and the people around you. Yeah. Help each yeah. other out. Yeah, that and taking pride in in your work is really what um, I've been thinking about lately too. Where it's like, you know, yeah, you're working a minimum wage job, but at the end of the day, you're still clocking in thirty to forty to fifty hours at this job. Mm-hmm. You should still take pride in your work. Exactly. You know, and then you know, still find a way to if you if you're not fully satisfied with it, make your way on out. Like you said, you know, be your own boss. But still take pride in the work that you are signing up to do day in and day out. I, I just don't get where that idea came, you know, why it got so popular where I just don't care. I just don't care. Like that, that is not, I know it's cool to not care, but to me, no, that's not like, it takes no energy to not care. Yeah. Like for you to f- f- truly, well, you know, let me correct you. It takes more energy to not care than it does to care. Okay. Because you're, it's just like uh, frowning takes more muscles yes. in your face mm-hmm. than a smile does. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's the same aspect. You have put more energy into hatred. Oh, for sure. Yes. And, into, into hating, yeah. You know, than it is to, oh, okay, I'm going to have live the best life I can. And that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. I don't care what my neighbor's doing. He could be the biggest asshole, but I'm not going to disrespect him. Yeah, but it's just, you know, it, you can make the best of every situation for sure. Which is what I always try to do. One of the things that I, I'm just like the, the go with the flow type person, which is again, comes back to like my training and my diet and whatnot. Um, but you have to, I guess what I'm just trying to say is you have to learn to kind of roll with the punches, go with the flow and make the most out of every situation yep. instead of, you know, beating yourself up when it doesn't go according to plan 
Oh, yeah. I uh, can't remember who said this. Someone probably will. You got to roll with the punches and just to dodge the ones you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to get hit with the shit. Yeah, you're going to get hit. Yeah. Well, what's it? Uh, life is 20% what happens to you and 80% how you handle it or your outlook or, you know, what, what are you going to do about it? Okay, so yeah. this happened. Cool. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, exactly that's that's what it is it's not don't be harping on oh this happened or oh, this happened yeah there's gonna be that moment where you kind of have to assess it and take it in and then it's like okay go time what's what's my next move yeah don't complain unless you have a solution yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean otherwise you're just a whiner yeah yeah and, and a moper that. i mean it's <laughs> you know I'll, if I don't, if I make a comment or a suggestion, it's because there's an issue Mm -hmm. and this is how I feel we can resolve that issue. Yeah. Come, come prepare with a couple of bullet points, Mm -hmm. maybe not a whole Excel or uh, what's that (laughs) (laughs) fucking PowerPoint. I got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You don't need to come through like that, but just have a couple of suggestions. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of just, there's those people that just complain, complain, complain. It's like, okay, so what do you think we should do? "Ah, I don't know. I just, I don't like this. Yeah. It's like, well, then. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Next. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, but yeah, it's, we need, you know, just going back to passion and pride. Yeah. You know, it's, if you don't take pride in your work, you're going to be depressed. You're not going to put um, 100% into your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. And not only is your job going to suffer, but you're ultimately going to suffer yeah. because you're. On the extreme, you're living a lie. On the extreme. That's a little extreme saying that, but it's no other way to put it. You're, you're faking yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Was, For what? Yeah. A paycheck for yeah, and for for short short gain for yeah. just that moment. In the long term, you're 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 dying a little a little a little inside. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's like, ooh, why am I here? Ooh, why why isn't why why am I not getting that promotion? Because mm-hmm. you haven't proven yourself. Yeah, you haven't uh, enjoyed every day of that job. Yeah, that's that's Jocko Willink coming out. It's like you didn't get that promotion. Cool. It's time for you to get better. It's, yep. It gives you more time to you know get better. Exactly. And if you do feel like it went to the wrong person, it's only a matter of time before they're out, and then you have your other chance to kind of get pick mm-hmm. right in. Mm-hmm. Like his his saying is something bad happened. Good, good. This allows for this. Yep. Good. This it wasn't the right for promotion for you. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Next week there will be a new job listing that's more up your lines. Yeah. Yeah. Or something, a new and interesting job. Instead of sitting at a desk, you're actually testing the products. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're leading the test products. You're no longer sitting at that desk. So you never know. Yeah. Just continue working and, exactly. and, and trying to improve. Maybe that your boss sees you in that role instead of this one that you got passed by for. Mm-hmm. They, maybe they have some bigger plans for you. Yeah. You don't know unless you ask. Also, you know, talk to your boss. See, how come I didn't get that promotion? And they'll tell you. Yeah, what can I do to, yeah, I would give you the, the, the game plan right there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, just like with my training, if 
I won't know unless you ask. It's I'm true. not a mind reader. So true. You know, it's like you just can't sit there in silence and mope. <laughs> yeah. And be depressed and be like, why didn't I get that promotion? Why didn't I get that car? Why didn't I get that house? Go ask that person. You know, don't be afraid. What are they going to say? Oh, you're fired? No. <laughs> and if they do fire you for the asking, yeah, then you don't need to be there. Exactly. There's other jobs. Hell, McDonald's pays 15 bucks an hour now. <laughs> do they? Hell yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> you know, <laughs> get in where you can, right? I mean, somebody has to fulfill that role. Exactly. Yeah. And that it might just be temporary until you do find something. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's money in your pocket. Yeah. Nothing against fast food. No. You know, it's, I'm seeing more and more 20 plus year olds uh, working there yeah. than the teenagers. I mean, you have to go where you're going to get hired. You know, you have to go, you know, continue putting out, you know, where you want to go and whatnot. But you, at the end of the day, you have to, in that moment, take what you can and then start building off of that. You know, just like with me, I wasn't afraid to quit and start another job. No, you weren't. Hell no. <laughs> I wasn't afraid to try something out of the box. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've put myself out of my comfort zone just to try things. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, just like this tonight. I've never done this. I'm out of my comfort zone, but <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. You're doing great. So it's, you know, that, that's what I mainly tell everyone. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because when you stay build. in your comfort zone, you're not growing, you're not growing. And that's when depression hits. Yeah. That's when your dissatisfaction hits. Mm-hmm. You got to get out of that comfort zone, you know, especially like with the gym. When someone comes in, I go, the biggest accomplishment of that day is getting through them front doors. Yeah. People don't realize that. And it's just like they getting you out of that comfort zone. Because they think, I think I tried to make this point earlier. I don't know if I did apologize if you've made it this far and still, <laughs> and I made this point anyways, but people, people think that they have to go all, all out all the time. Like, oh, I can't go to the gym unless I'm putting in two hours. Oh, I can't go to the gym because I can't bench this much or I can't work out this hard or I can't pick up an instrument because, you know, I can't play this song. It's like, mm-hmm. just do what you can and you're going to get better from there. Like people, we have this expectations because of that, that, that return on investment, that quick, you know, I need it now. Instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah. If I can't, if I can't perform at this level, like, Oh, look at this person. Like when I started, when I was thinking about doing stand up comedy, I was like, let me look up stand up comedy. Right. You know, I, I've always been a fan obviously, but I was like, let me just type in and, and see what, you know, some of the acts are, you know, looking like. And I was like, damn, I was like, I can't do that. And they're good. But then I was like, wait, 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 I'm going to an open mic. Let me look up open mic. And I was like, Oh, I can definitely bomb that hard. Like yeah. I can do that. So, you know, if you go up, like I wouldn't have tried it if I didn't look up or if I didn't bother going to an open mic, Yeah, you know, but once you tell yourself, like, you don't need to go up there and kill or you don't need to go to the gym and kill yourself. You don't need mm-hmm. to perform a certain way. Just go and do what you can. Have fun. The rest will follow as long as you continue to put in the work. Yeah. Well, just like last year when I decided to go and be, get certified as a wildland firefighter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was 
had I'm 43 years old. <laughs> I didn't think I could pass everything, but I did. I did with flying colors. Yeah. And, but it's just like, you don't know until you try, mm-hmm. you know, and next year it's going to be my big challenge is I'm going to learn how to, I'm going to go and learn ballroom dancing. Hell yeah. I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. I go, I've always wanted to do it. Uh huh. And I was like, you know what? That's going to be my new year's resolution. I'm going to go and learn how to ballroom dance. Do it, man. Hell yeah. You know, just like with your open mic and your comedy, you don't know until you try it. Until you try it. And you know what I loved about that type of, uh, I don't necessarily say that type of dancing, but I went out to uh, Whiskey Row last week. Yeah. And they were doing, you know, country. It was country and I, obviously it's a country bar and they're doing, you know, they're swing dancing. I'm not sure what they call it. Right. So I'm sitting there for like, you know, a good like five, 10 minutes and I'm seeing, you know, these couples dance and then that song's over. Um, the girl walks over with the guy. She was just dancing here. Another guy comes up and is like, Hey, you want to dance? I was like, Oh shit. I was like, this is about to go like that guy. Like then this thing going to happen. Right. Cause I'm so used to going to a regular club with top 40 music. You're dancing with somebody. You're, 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 you're trying to court that person. And like, you, yeah. you're, you're, especially cause the dancing there, like here it was more like, you know, winding, I don't know what, you know at a distance, you know, hugging yeah. a little bit, but it was more of an actual dance versus like in the club. Grinding uh, pretty much. Stu- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's very, it's much more sexual in nature yeah. than, than, than that. So that's what I'm used to. So it's like, once you're dancing with the girl, it's kind of like, Hey, whoa, this is, that's like you marking your territory. Yeah. Right? yeah I don't want to say, I don't want to necessarily say that woman is my territory <laughs> property, but that's essentially what it, it kind of implies. And, um, I was like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. And then the girl just grabs the dude's hand, goes out there and dances. And then I see, like, people, they're just swapping. They're mm-hmm. just dancing. And I just realized, like, these people are here to dance. Yeah. And I, it was very infectious because it was not new to me because I'm, I'm from the country. So I'm, so I'm used to, you know, um, you know, country music and, and Norteño music where everybody dances. But a lot, a lot of stuff down there was couples, you know, and here it's, it's young, young, good looking people, you know? And it's like, you think you, you, I'm holding on to you. Yeah. It was so infectious that like 40 minutes in, I was like, I went up to this girl that was just dancing with like a a bunch of people. And I was like, you got to teach me. I was like, I got, I got rhythm, but I was like, I don't know how to do this. And she's like, come on, let's go. Yeah. They're all about the fun. Yeah. And it was, it was, and then there's like, people are like, all right, see you next week. Like this and that. And then the girl was like, Hey, Tuesdays at Dave and Buster, 8 PM. I was like, I got a workout session with Mark at nine. So I can't really make it, but I was like, thanks for the invite. But she was like, come out, learn. And we'll see you back out here. Like it was definitely interesting to see. So I'm glad that you're, you know, stepping out of your box. Mm-hmm. doing some ballroom dancing yeah. maybe you show me something hey, after one of our know. workout sessions yeah, never know people in the gym be looking at us weird <laughs> i don't care i get lo- weird looks all the time well that's one thing i've noticed about about the gym is that everybody's so like reserved there not, yes. not necessarily i want to say they're at not a negative gym. well they're not negative no no but everybody's just kind of like oh keep to yourself i don't want to impose on anybody else i want to do this but like i'm like again like walking through the grocery store i'm like trying to make eye contact with people like hey awesome you're doing great like this and that but it's like it's a fine line to walk where it's like you, you don't want the girls to think that you're you know you're flirting flirting this and that yeah i get that all the time yeah and yeah. That, it's just my personality i would 
I greet everyone. You've yeah. seen that. Yes, for sure. And that's why I was like, everybody, you know, high fives you or says what's up. And like, like I want to make sure that like it promotes that sort of community there where everybody's like, hey, I'm glad you made it in today. How's, how's this going? How's that going? You know, what are you doing here? What's that? Like I, I asked a couple of girls, they were like rolling out their, their legs, their, like their hamstrings and the quads. I'm like, like, should I be doing that? I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, I got to run after this. Is it going to be a hindrance if I do that and then run? Like, I just... I, I just feel like everybody's just kind of like shelled up, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I feel like I'm starting to open up there a little bit more, especially hanging out with you because you know so many people there. So I'm getting to, you know, mingle a little bit more. Um, but it's definitely interesting. It's interesting, like, because I've never had a gym membership going in there and then everybody just kind of like, oh, and I'm like, man. I kind of want to talk to these people because this is what I like to do. You know, let me pick that brain. Yeah. And uh, you'll see me just randomly talking to different people too, nonstop. And there are a lot of people are like, how do you know him? And I was like, I don't, I just started talking to him. Yeah. Or it's like, he'll come up. Someone's asked me to spot him. I'll sit there and pick their brain for 20 minutes. Not even yeah. lifting anymore. Uh -huh. We'll just be conversing. Yeah. And it's, I'm trying to build that up to where we do that more. And uh, even my bosses have noticed that people are getting more friendlier. Good, good. You know, it's just like, well, I'm just breaking that stereotype down. Yeah. You know, like, Some people just want to go in there and get to work and whatnot. But I think most people are like, I don't know. I, I know I am. I'm like, yo, somebody like say what's up like oh you made it in today cool how was how was work or what are you working on now you know yeah creating that community yeah and like like i've done before it's like hey can i work in with you i don't care if i you know a lot of times it's just i just want to be talking to someone yeah I don't, I, I mean, a lot of people don't like to train with me or work out with me because I'm, you, I go so hard. Oh, no, no, I no. go too hard. <laughs> that you talk too much. That too. That too. I'm a talker. I'm a talker. Yeah. You've seen me. We get off topic, you know, oh, or yeah. why we're lifting. We get, and I have to, oh, let's, let's get regular it back into working out. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you know, I just don't want to be working out by myself. And it's. Yeah, well, a lot of people have their in-ears in. Okay, you need music, or you'd rather be listening to, like, a podcast. I, I would if I, I would normally do that, but it's like, no, nah, I need to take in the environment. Like, I don't run with, with music or anything in my ears anymore. I used to. Now I'm just like, take in the environment. Because I'm already listening to too much shit as it is, like, on the way to work, during lunch, like, sometimes during work. I need some time where I'm not taking in information like that. Yep. You know. Spatial awareness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, see what's going on. Overhear what other one, people are talking about. I, I've put into conversations. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's cool, you know. And a lot, you know, a lot of people don't frown upon it. Because you, if you can add to the conversation, they're all about it. For sure. You know, that way it's not just one-sided anymore. Mm -hmm. There's multiple um, outlooks towards it. Yeah. Whatever. You know, or... You know, you never know who your next best friend is going to be. That's it. I've heard you say that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, well, just breathe. it. You know, don't be afraid. Yeah. And people get, just get uncomfortable. Put, yeah. Put them walls down. Get uncomfortable. You'll only be better for it. Yeah. It's yeah. truth. 
I got to piss, dude. All right. Um, let's wrap this up, baby. All right. Let's do this. Uh, anything you want to tell folks? Should we tell them that they should sign up for an EOS membership? And, oh, uh, yeah. Come <laughs> see me on Ray Cooper and uh, Chandler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? Well, the haunted houses, I already passed. Yep. Um, look out for you at the Highland Games. Yep. And then the Strongman competition. Yep. And, uh, you know, that, I think it's the first week of August is going to be the Strongman. I think it's the third weekend of March is the Highland Games. So, okay. oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Perfect. Well, we'll have to uh, get post. Yeah, keep, you'll have to keep me posted. Obviously, I'm training with you. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have like an Instagram or Facebook yeah. that you kind of like promote uh, your workouts or? Um, I do uh, TAC Fit One is my Instagram. So it's T A C Fit One. Okay. Is my uh, Insta. All right. I'll have to find you right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah, that's about the only social media I do. Okay. You know, it's, but yeah, I do a lot of, uh, tactical athlete training. I'm also working with the Southern Arizona firefighting and very cool. So, oh yeah. So they can follow you on there and see your journey as you train Oh yeah, for the Highland games and the strongman competition yep, and just I'm, beating up clients. Yep. You might be, uh, <laughs> making a guest appearance on a couple of them. Then. <laughs> I better be crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that means I pushed you too hard. Uh, okay. Maybe I just had an emotional morning. Oh, okay. Maybe Grey's Anatomy really hit me the night before. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. Um, cool. Well, Mark, anything, anything else you want to drop on these lovely people? Just get out there and be fit. Be fit. And not necessarily fit in. Just be fit. Be fit. Yeah. Perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. Follow Mark. And uh, follow me, of course. <laughs> uh, it was a pleasure, man. Thanks for sitting in. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs>